Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, July the 10th, 2022, fourth Sunday after Pentecost. This service was recorded on July 3rd, 2022. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Judy Donovan. Thank you to George Walters for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of Marla Walters. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. We do the liturgy or the prayers or um, things that you know really well. Sometimes you don't think about what it is that you are saying. So um, this is a song I think you know. And uh, God Bless America is uh, just think about the words as we do it. I will cue you when it's your turn. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with your light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home sweet home. God bless America, my home sweet home. As the storm clouds gather here and across the sea, let us pledge allegiance to a land that's free. Let us all be grateful for a land so fair. As we raise our voices in a solemn prayer, God bless America. Land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans, white with foam. Welcome to this fourth Sunday after Pentecost. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit 
that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, renew, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you, the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Will you join with me the prayer of the day as it's printed on your bulletin insert? O oh God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are the city that shelters us, the mother who comforts us. With your spirit, accompany us on our life's journey that we may spread your peace in all the world through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Let us receive God's word. Good morning. I, I think I have recuperated from that very emotional preamble. Our first reading is from Isaiah chapter 66 verses 10 through 14. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her in joy, all you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious bosom. For thus says the Lord, I will extend prosperity to her like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse and be carried on her arm, and dandled on her knees, as a mother comforts her child. So I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your body shall flourish like the grass, and it shall be known that the hand of the Lord is with his servants, and his indignation is against his enemies. The word of the Lord. We will now read the psalm responsibly. Our second reading is from Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 and 7 through 16. My friends, if anyone is detected in a transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if those who are nothing think they are something, they deceive themselves. All must test their own work, then that work rather than their neighbor's work will become a cause for pride, for all must carry their own loads. Those who are taught the word must share in all good things with their teacher. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. 
For you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. See what large letters I make when I am writing in my own hand? It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh that try to compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. Even the circumcised do not themselves obey the law, but they want you to be circumcised so that they may boast about your flesh. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor non-circumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. As for those who will follow this rule, Peace be upon them, and mercy and upon the Israel of God. The word of the Lord. The Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the Gospel. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I'm sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in the peace, your peace will rest on that person but if not, I will return, it will return to you. Remain in that same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house, and whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick who are there, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into the streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off and protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submitted to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We live in a great country, don't we? A country that other nations around the world look to. As I think about today's text and specifically looking at Isaiah, 
And then looking at Galatians and looking at our reading from Luke, something comes to mind for me. Thinking about shelter and thinking about comfort. I want to share a true story with you, but I'm not going to review the, to um, identify the person that I'm speaking about. I had as a, a pastor, I have this great and wonderful privilege to enter into people's homes, into these sacred spaces, to have sacred conversations. In thinking about today's text, I remember sitting in old mom's living room. Now, old mom, as she was sharing with me recently, her husband had died. They had been together for 65 years. And she was mourning. And as we visited, she shared with me some almost 40 years earlier that they had a daughter who died of cancer. An old mother shared with me, I remember when my daughter first was diagnosed with cancer, that I would pray to God for this young girl who is just beginning her life, who is about to graduate from college, shouldn't have to deal with this. Lord, I've lived a good life. And my prayer is that you would give this cancer, lift it off my daughter's shoulders, and plant it into my body. For I want to take this on. She shouldn't have to. She then later shared that her prayer to God had changed. That a number of months had gone by, maybe a year and a half. And her prayer was something like this, but before I share it, she, she set up the context for me. For daughter was in the hospital, and the nurses are absolutely, as she told me, wonderful. And the one nurse came up to old mother and put her arm around mother's shoulders. And she said, go in, get in the bed with your daughter, hold her like you held her when she was an infant. Gently, carefully. And so she did. And then her prayer was, God, I pray my daughter dies. To release her from the pain of cancer that I have watched my daughter fade away. Early in the morning, I don't think daughter really slept, but went in and out of consciousness. The daughter shared with old mother, at that time young mother, thank you for the conversation we had last night. I am ready to go. Mom released daughter. Now there was nothing, mom didn't pray out loud. But the Holy Spirit that intercedes so deeply touched her heart and she knew that mom was releasing her. And as I understand it, later that day, as the family gathered around in that hospital room, they were together when daughter died in peace. I think about God. 
I think about God in this context that no matter what we're facing in life, that God goes with us, that we have a loving God. Many times when we read the Old Testament, we, we hear about people being destroyed. But with God, there's always a remnant. God's blessing is always there. We are made in the image of God. And when I take a look at Isaiah, right in the dab middle of Isaiah, there's this wonderful messianic promise. For Isaiah shared. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, and upon him the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. The messianic promise. That God not only comforts, but God enters the human experience. That Jesus comes into, through God in Christ, the Virgin Mary, and experiences life as we know it, and is still with us today, and is with us every day, from the foundations of the world, into the day in the glorious kingdom of God that we can experience now, but we are in the glorious light and presence of all the saints. For God is Christ, who is our salvation. And this was told 500 years before Jesus' birth. And here at the end of Isaiah that Judy read, regarding the righteous judgment of God, here in chapter 66, as a mother comforts her child, so I will, says the Lord, comfort you, especially in that time of death. The Lord knows you, claims you, and loves you. The Lord of the Old Testament is shown here as gentle and tender as a mother's heart. And as you think about it, Maybe some of you have been in that same experience as old mom and old daughter. Maybe you've had a son or a daughter who's died before you and you're saying, this isn't right. Moms and dads are to die before their children. Life's not easy. But then our prayer might be to release that child from their pain. Here in Psalm 66 is a song of praise coming after a big win, a, a big battle. Do you know that we're in a battle? Oh, are we in a battle? We're in a battle with the powers and principalities that are doing everything that they can. But Jesus saw the devil fall like a flash of lightning. And Jesus, who is God in the flesh, took on our sin, our iniquity, and was victorious. The one who comforts and bears our burdens won the victory over death and the devil. So now I turn to Paul's letter to the church of Galatia. And in this writing he shares, Do not be deceived by the flesh, for the flesh clings to death. Isn't it interesting that 
I know Paul wrote this in one of his letters, I do the things I wish not to do and the things that I should do I cannot do without the strength of the Lord. What is that? What is that when we know this is the way we need to go, but our body screams to take us this way? It is the battle that we're in. We have sin, and we began this service with the confession of and asking for the forgiveness of our sin, and we do that every time that we gather. And you know that God loves us so much that he took upon that sin. So that when we die to this life, we leave these bodies behind, but oh, that beautifulness of us. And I know I've often said this, but just for a moment, I want you to listen to that voice inside of you. I want you to hear, and I'm going to ask you to tell me how old that voice is inside your head. Listen to that voice. Speak it right now inside your head. How old is that voice? It is ageless. It is ageless. That inside voice, that soul, is the gift of God's eternal presence in you. And that will carry on. Do not deceive yourselves with the flesh, but look at the beauty that's within you. The Holy Spirit that has been poured into you. You will reap the benefits of eternal life. We have this uh, beautiful stained glass. I wish I could pull it out and point it to you. But it's the only stained glass that we don't have Jesus in it. You know that Jesus is there because you see the, uh, the, the halo, the, the crown of righteousness over Jesus' head. But here we have a farmer. I love it. It could be me dressed up pretending to be a farmer. And what's he doing? But he's sowing seed. And some of the seed is going to fall on hard ground. And the birds will probably come along and pick it up and they had a nice lunch. Others are going to be thrown in amongst the thistles. And unless you use the herbicide, am I talking right? You know, if I say something stupid, it's because I'm not a farmer. <laughs> I was talking to Todd uh, Rickles the other day. I said, Todd, I've never seen this before. The beans, I... I, I said, I see the weeds getting higher than the beans. He says, oh, pastor, we're taking care of that. You know, we had to deal with this weather, and uh, you watch. That'll be taken care of. And it is. All of a sudden, now I walk by his bean field, and I, I don't see a weed. And some of that seed falls on soil that is ripe for the taking in of that seed. And farmers, you know this, there's nothing that you can do to pop open that shell of that seed and make it grow. That is a gift of God. Now, if that seed is seed of a plant, what Paul's referring to is seeds of God's grace, God's word, God's word for you. And let that seed... As we read these scriptures Sunday after Sunday, let that take root. Let that fall in good soil. There's that favorite hymn that we sing, Barb. Um, May my heart be good soil to receive God's word of grace and love and mercy for me. 
And Paul encourages the church, that's us, the body of Christ, to sow the, the seeds of God's love, of God's word, the spirit, God's Holy Spirit planted in us. And we plant that seed especially in the time God does in the time of baptism. When we're washed with the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And he goes on to say, May I never ever boast in anything, not myself, my flesh, or others except the cross of Jesus Christ. It is not the law of the flesh, but the spirit found in Christ, found in each of us, that leads us to the gift of eternal life. We are the recipients. We are the ground. We are the heart that God is aiming for. There's nothing that you need to do. You simply have to be open. There's nothing to do. Show me a perfect Christian and I'll show you a perfect sinner. But we have a God who loves us. Who when he opens his arms to you, you see the nail-pierced hands. He who is without sin bore our inequities, our sin. For Christ, we are a new creation. And here's where I want to end as I think about these words. Paul's words here in, in Galatia, a new creation is everything. And I, I can't help and... He's here with us today, and I'm so proud of him. My son Joseph, in his confirmation verse, 2 Corinthians 5.17. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation, and everything that old has passed away, see, everything is being made new. Through Christ, we are new creation. And God sees that creation. And in Revelations 21, 2 through 3, I saw uh, the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepares a bride adorned for a husband that perfect day. I am so fortunate that I get to preside at weddings and I see that perfect day with that bride and, and that groom coming together in the gift of marriage here in this church. And recognizing the gift that it is, a gift from God a new creation and when the two come together they become one and so it's wonderful to see the unity candle we become one with Christ God's love transforms us when we are baptized in Christ and we enter into this body of Christ as Jack did not so many days ago for Jack too is a new creation of God and Jesus shares in, in the gospel of Luke the most important kernel of God's seed for you today. It ends with the 70 going out and the 70 coming back. And the message is this. Jesus said rejoice. Rejoice. For all these things that you do are not of your own doing but it is of the gift of the Holy Spirit in which I give you. Rejoice. And again I say rejoice. For your names are in heaven. The gospel of our Lord. Amen. United in Christ and guided by the Spirit, we pray for the church, the creation, and all in need. Lord of the harvest, you send your church into the world to proclaim Christ's new creation to all. Renew the church as it carries out your mission of peace and healing. We pray for missionaries who accompany your people. God of grace, 
Your creation abounds with flowing waters and diverse creatures. Motivate humankind to adopt lifestyles that protect and sustain your creation, Mother Earth, God of grace. You guard the nations. Let no leaders exalt themselves above others, but guide them to be leaders who lift up the most vulnerable and to work for the good of all. Send your spirit to eradicate inequality and violence, war and poverty and hunger. God of grace. You desire abundant life for all. As we celebrate Independence Day, instill in us gratitude and generosity and persistence in working toward freedom for all people in this land and other lands. Bless our nation to be a blessing for all nations. God of grace. Comforting and sheltering God, you care for all people in need. Heal those who seek healing and wellness. We specially name before you Judy and Bill, Teresa and Jeff, Niles and Judy, Lois, Kalinda, Chase, Gwen, Sandy. Those known only to you and comfort all who are grieving. We lift before you the Sturry family and the Simpson family, God of grace. We remember the saints who proclaimed your reign on earth and now rest in you. Make us faithful in our witness to Christ's new creation, God of grace, God of every time and place, in Jesus' name. And filled with your Holy Spirit, we entrust these spoken prayers and those in our hearts into your holy keeping. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his everlasting peace in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license. Number A-729734, all rights reserved.